BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, party people? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am so stoked that all of you are here. I have been having the most amazing conversations with a lot of you about how you're loving the show and loving the people on here and how we're connecting. I love that I can bring you people on here that grow, challenge, and transform your thinking because those are the conversations that I like to have. Now, don't forget to follow us on Straight Talk, No Sugar Added, and also Nina Perez, N-E-E-N-A. You know how to spell it? Perez dot com and just go on there and just ask me questions make sure that you follow all of my guests because they are really amazing quality people and i found somebody for y'all okay her name is blanca rodriguez she was born in new york city she's from puerto rican parents go puerto rico okay she's the youngest of three siblings and she's also an uh part of an amazon best-selling book she's a uh speaker i mean she's a massage therapist for canines as well. Hello. Okay. This woman does like all kinds of things like 25 hats. Okay. <laughs> so because most of you guys that are listening are those kind of people that have like this hat for this and this hat and that hat and that I thought she would be amazing to bring on here. So Blanca, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I am very good. And yourself, thank you so much for having me here is such an honor nina wow i'm so excited yes good i'm so glad you're here i mean you do such amazing work too like i know that you volunteer a lot and um i believe that the last time we had spoken you you talked about how you even um you even like provide services to like sexual violence survivors, like all yes. of this amazing stuff that we talked about last time so i'm like okay i gotta have you on the show because i love people that you know, are doing things to impact the world, are doing things to really help the world to, to, to like, you know, lead them to a better place. Right. And so mm -hmm. you're that person. So Blanca, the way I love to start the show and everybody always goes, Oh God, here she goes with her question. Here it is. Who is Blanca Rodriguez? Who is she? Let us know. Who are you? Thank you. Of course. Uh, I'm Blanca. Of course, just like you said, born in New York City, raised in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican awesome. parents, and I am a very good soul, Nina. Oh, good. I love that I, answer. I, 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 I consider 
myself a very good soul and being a good, very good soul can be a very contagious thing. <laughs> and I come from a family that I have two siblings, two older siblings, and we are very, very close. My sister, my beloved sister is my mother's caregiver. They live in Puerto Rico still. My mamita is 92 years old and she's got dementia. And my sister dropped everything to be her caregiver. So being a good soul comes from a lot of people in our family yes of course like just like every family there can be very dark experiences but with those dark experiences we really can take these as a good lesson to become a better person in life and when I was a little girl we were in Puerto Rico my father was in New York City he had businesses in New York City and the plan was for him to sell the businesses and move to Puerto Rico to be with us and sadly he tragically died I was eight years old at that time and from then on things really, really did change. There were very, very dark seasons in our culture. There was, I mean, at least at that time, there was this thing about silence and everything in silence. You don't talk about the dead. And me being the eight-year-old that I was, I didn't understand that you didn't talk about the dead, but maybe you can talk about other things. Well, I took it very literal and I didn't talk about absolutely anything and Mm. part of those dark seasons in my life included sexual assault sexual violence sexual harassment uh by an uncle this uncle was um he had uh massive mental illness and when he will be in his dark places it will be a very very dangerous situation i can Mm. tell you that i been most likely all of my natural life, surrounded by many mental illnesses, many of most of them untreated. Now is a different thing. Thank God that there's much more openness to mental illnesses. But back in my day when I was a little kid and for many years, mm-hmm. mental illness was taboo. Mental illness went, meant horrors and people will be scared and people will be embarrassed. And my mother had mental illness herself. So she was scared and she was embarrassed and she was uh, she was a very troubled woman. Mm-hmm. I, love her but she was a very very troubled woman and her untreated mental illness uh led us to very difficult times in our life from my from her saying for example from her saying oh my goodness you are capable of doing whatever you want in life to turning around and calling me a whore stupid dumb so it was basically very confusing to Mm -hmm. up in that Mm -hmm. kind of environment Definitely, definitely. You know, we have a much better relationship now, obviously, because things do change. The power of forgiveness is Mm -hmm. infinite and it takes us to many better, much better places. And Mm -hmm. this, all all of this, you know, it's been always part of the lesson at the end of the day. Yeah, that's definitely my truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's a very, uh, very powerful, powerful story. And one that I'm sure so many of us can relate to, right? Because 
it, it was it was also very taboo and quiet in my house too. My sec my, my stepfather was molesting me, and it was something you don't talk about. You don't talk about it. And if you talked about it, you were the li- you were the liar. The victim was the liar, right? Yeah. So it was a very tough time. So tell me if you don't mind, you know, like giving me your your perspective as an eight year old, right? Or when this was all happening to you, what were what do you think was your survival skills? How did you start to survive all of that? That was happening to you? Well, ever since the death of my beloved father, when I was eight years old, my my survival skills was the most that I remember and all the way to this day is the power of laughter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Trying to look at the bright side of things no Mm -hmm. matter what. And many of my family members, they are pranksters. My father was a very, very funny man. They will prank each other. My beloved uncle and second father that I considered him, he was a very funny man and everything will turn into laughter somehow. I remember for my father's funeral, my mom, obviously she was totally devastated and I went to a room and I took a whole bunch of white baby powder. I poured it all over myself. I went to my mother and I started joking around and clowning around and that made her smile and that made my moment. I Uh remember it uh vividly like it was just the other day. And I can tell you, Nina, that laughter saved me in so many ways. Um, Not taking myself so seriously has saved Mm -hmm. me in many, many ways as Mm -hmm. well. I have always been an outdoor person. So, of course, you know, back in that day, we were always outside and we were called, hey, come on over and it's time for dinner. So being outside, having good friends, having a good uh male and female figures besides my mom really helped me through it Mm -hmm. because, you know, besides the point that I had an uncle, that he was a very sick, twisted person. I come from a very big family. I had other uncles that they were loving, caring, supporting, supportive. And I cannot thank them enough for helping me through those very dark times when I was such a young kid and I didn't even understand what was going on. You know what though? You know what's super powerful about this is that, wow, you know, what's super powerful about what you're saying is that, you know, when we're all going through dark times, many of us, Blanca, I'm included, many of us will only see the dark. We'll only see the dark. Right. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that I had good friends, you know, that I had a grandfather who loved me. My grandfather was everything to me. My grandmother was everything to me. Right. But my grandfather was like the pillar. Like he was my he was my hero. Um, And I think it's because of those things that I survived a lot of things, too. Right. Because you realize that you are you you do know you're loved, just maybe not loved with that person who's hurting you. But, you know, Mm. you're loved. Right. And so. I love that. I want people to that, that heard that just now and realize, wow, she's been through a lot to also realize that in those dark moments of our lives, because there's many, right? And you were young, but even now, like if you're going through something dark, I promise you, 
there's also things in your life that are not dark, Absolutely. that are not dark. And Absolutely. I think, I think that's what needs to kind of like come out of some of our tragedies, right? Is that, oh my God, you've been through so much. Yes, but I've been through. The point is, is I threw, that's the mm -hmm. key word. I'm not there. I'm, I went through it, you know, yes. um, and I'm on the other side of it. And so mm -hmm. I love that you said that because you, you not only said, okay, this tragic stuff happened to me. And it was because it is, I mean, it is those type of things should not happen to children, but it yeah. did. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you were also relating at the, in the same story, how you had mm -hmm. amazing uncles and amazing, you know, friends and amazing, like talk about, talk about a, a, a really balanced perspective. Like, yes, this was evil, but mm -hmm. this was good. Yes. This was good. Yes. And that, that is um, really uncanny usually for children to, to be able to see both of those sides. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, children, as you know, are resilient. We just bounce back. Mm -hmm. It's when we start to get older and we realize the damage that's been done to us, you know, that that's when you make a decision right there. Am yeah. I a victim? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to overcome this? Am I going to be a victor? Which one am I choosing? And yeah. for, I think for a lot, I don't know this happened to you, but for, for some of my life, I chose to be a victim. I kept I doing to, life, but I kept, mm -hmm. I, but I did choose to be a victim, right? Yeah. I chose to be a victim for a very long time. Definitely. That was a long season in my life. And especially mm -hmm. when I had partners, the, mm -hmm. a, a male, this male partner. And that's when my insecurities, low self, low self-esteem, low self-worth were put into manifestation the most. My right, my, right. my choices and, and boyfriends and partners were not the wisest ones because definitely there was, you know, the dark side of abuse, of silence, of mm -hmm. not being mm -hmm. able to speak up, that's when it was put into manifestation in the worst way possible to the mm -hmm. point that I, you know, in the 80s, when there was like a big cocaine uh, coming to uh, the United States and Puerto Rico was one of the a big bridge for cocaine, I was lost. I was lost mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I, I got really lost and in a dangerous situation. And I was with a boyfriend that was not helpful at all, but he didn't have to come to save me. I had to go save myself. So, mm -hmm. and then after him, I had another partner that he was the, uh, the father of my kids, rest in peace. He was a drug addict and he died a drug addict. So we had a codependent, very addictive relationship, but I have kids and something just click that. And I said to myself, something has to change because they're not going to go through what I am going right now. They're not mm. going to pay for my mess ups. So I was at a doctor's office and I was looking at a table when I saw in front of me a beautiful book called The Secret. And I couldn't resonate more with that book because my life has been full of secrets and full of silence and things, very intimate things, traumatic things that I never expressed and I never talked to anybody mm. about them. And that was that was the beginning of my road into something much better in my life, which is self-love and self-care right. and right. giving a crap about myself. And then because if I didn't love myself, I couldn't love my kids the way I do now. 
Right. I mean, my my relationship with my kids, they're adults now, but my relationships with my kids that I had before is a world away from what it is now. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. only because they're adults now, it's because of my own personal growth. Right. And I'm not I, I'm I'm far away from the woman I was when I gave birth to my kids. That is for sure because I was a very troubled woman and I understood that I needed help, that I couldn't do this alone. And I got every single book that you can imagine. I went to Marianne Williamson and Bob Proctor, Anthony Robbins. I, I, I have done them all. I went to group therapy. I went to counseling. I mean, every single outlet that you can imagine to make myself better because I have always known, Nina, that there's always good in the midst of darkness. And that right. is something that I grew up with. My mother was, had serious mental illness, but I had uncles that they were heaven and right. and, and they were fantastic people that I could rely on, that I could start believing in love again because of these people they were my support system since I was a little girl and I mean they're not here now they're in heaven but I'm grateful to all of them to Mm -hmm, all of them mm -hmm. and I'm even grateful to my mom because after mom mom got really sick and she finally when she was 79 years old she was her mental illness was taken care of for the first time at 79 years Oh, she went to a very dark place and she needed to go there. And then we were like, oh, my God, she's not going to come out of this one. And she came out a different person. She came to us. She said a million times, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what I was doing. And our relationship is much better now. And I adore my mother. And I cannot be more grateful to her because besides her mental illness and many things being so messed up, I have learned a lot from my mother. A Mm -hmm. lot. And and I I will cherish that for the rest of my life. That's for sure. Well, I mean, you're pulling out so many amazing pieces here, right? Because here's a couple of things that you've already mentioned for the people who are listening and maybe going through something or haven't dealt with something. So one of the things with the secrecy and not telling anybody and all of that and keeping it hidden, that's shame. Mm. That's shame, right? And shame is a dark cloud that just overtakes and covers everything in our life when you don't expose shame, right? Always Shame needs light to be just dissipated. Um, Mm -hmm. I teach a lot on shame because shame is huge. It affects your business. It affects the way you think. It affects your leadership. It affects the way you raise your children. Shame is a huge thing. Shame and unforgiveness are best friends. They chill together. So if there's unforgiveness, shame is right there with it, hanging out, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I love that you, um, you talked about that, but you also talked about another piece that's very important, which is self-awareness. And you talked about the fact that you said, I know I needed something. Here's the second piece to that, though. You took action. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. for those who are listening and are like, yeah, I need something, but you think it's just going to change because you think it, that's not how it works. You mm-hmm. have got to put action with your reaction. You have to like, if you're reacting to your life situation, now it's time to take action and ownership. Right. And so you take action and ownership and you said, okay, I'm going to go grab a book. I don't know what the secret is, but we're going to go ahead and do this. Mm -hmm. But then you went and got this certification, went to do that and did this course and did that course. And 
right now. It, and that's why you've developed into the woman you are today, because mm -hmm. you finally decided you were going to take control of your life instead of life controlling you. Right. Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. what I'm hearing out of your story. Absolutely. You know, I'm just hearing all of this winning mentality is what I'm hearing out of your story. And so for those who are listening and are struggling with something right now or have struggled with something, you don't have to stay there. You mm -hmm. literally can shift it. You literally can shift your life. Yes, absolutely. Right? And that's the thing. I think, you know, some people, I was just speaking to a young lady today who was telling me, I feel stuck. I said, you're not stuck. You're just not making a decision. Mm -hmm. You know, oh my and God. she's like, uh, I'm like, it, it, it's really what it is. We're not stuck. Yeah. We really aren't. Because if, if I said to you, okay, you feel stuck. I'm sorry. You want to go have ice cream? I bet you'd make a decision to go get ice cream. Absolutely. Right? Immediately. She's like, yep. she's like, yes, I said, exactly. Cause you're not stuck. Mm -hmm. You just haven't made decisions. You need to make decisions that are yes. different than the decisions you have been making. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So Blanca, I love that you do that. And I love that you did that for yourself. And I love that you are also pouring into others. So I want to know a little bit about that journey. When did you decide to say, you know what? I'm going to start also helping others. I'm going to also start doing something outside of me. What, what was that journey? And what is it that you're doing right now to impact people's lives? Well, this is when the restart buttons can be push over and over and over no, no matter no matter which age we are that's right my journey to healing started in my 30s i'm 57 years old right now three years ago when the pandemic hit i ventured into something else and um, i i received an invitation from this good soul to for an interview for a chapter in a book. Imagine mm -hmm. that. I was like, well, I have always thought that, I mean, I have gone through so much in my life mm -hmm. that I could, I could like write a book about it. And that was like just random thoughts all my life. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'll do this interview. The interview was supposed to be 15 minutes. It became 45 minutes. I was chosen to uh, write this chapter um, on this book about uh, healing and being in the darkness, but always trying to reach to the light on the other side. Oh, and that it. is when I said, okay, I am going to say it all in 2000 words. And that was it. Yeah. Oh my God. It took, it. Me, it took me almost a year to write my chapter of 2000 words because in order to see the light on the other side, you got to go through the darkness first. Yes. Oh, you gotta yes. drown in the darkness, and right. you gotta and you gotta <laughs> sob, and you gotta suffer, and you yes. gotta go to the deepest rooting of your pain in order to feel better, and that is a fact. So when I transcending, you're transcending it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So mm -hmm. when I did uh, my chapter in the book with 29 other authors, I started like relating myself to all of them. All of them comes, all of them came from different backgrounds, different places in the world, and they had their dark stories to tell with a much better ending. That's for sure. So after that, I started talking and I still haven't shut up. And with <laughs> I love it. I love and, it. And and then I I said to myself, you know what? I love to help others. I've been I've been helping others for 
such a long time. I've been a massage therapist for almost 19 years. I'm a canine massage therapist. I love animals. I love to help people. And I said, okay, it's time to go further. Let me start volunteering and helping awesome. others. Awesome. So I started uh, helping in the kitchen with uh, meals on wheels for seniors with lower income because my mamita, she receives meals on wheels. So I was like, oh, this is so wonderful. I can do this here. And then from there, I started volunteering at the animal shelter and I massage battered and abused animals dog specifically yes and then yeah and then from there i am volunteering right now at this beautiful place that they uh give a permanent home to dogs from people that from senior peoples that died uh deployment or uh disabilities so that is a huge one for me and then a friend of mine she approached me uh, that offering me if I wanted to cooperate and volunteer for uh, women that are uh, survivors of sexual violence. And I said, that was like mind blowing for me. It's like, she doesn't know my story, but she approached me and it was a huge reason. And that is one of the most, most beautiful missions that I can offer is help to these survivors because we are so scared of being mm-hmm. comfortable in mm-hmm. our own bodies and massage therapy is so intimate is about you taking half of your clothes off and right. laying right. on a table and that is when a lot of these survivors they they can they can be facing a lot of monsters yeah because yeah. they can be defenseless and the um the director of this facility she was a massage listen to this she was a massage therapist and she was raped by a colleague Oh, wow. So this was, this went, I mean, this like just, it was so profound what I heard from her. And I said, you know what? I am going to help. I am going to help all of these women turn this around. And I offer, I offer my services for free. It's like, whatever makes you comfortable, we can start a new facing up so you can feel my touch. You don't have to take your clothing off or anything. So it's been really, really helpful for them. It's been really, really helpful for me because I'm a survivor myself. And to be more open and more comfortable in our skin. This is a very complicated situation uh, for so many of us that we have been silenced for so long Mm. that we have been shamed, ashamed, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because just like Mm -hmm. you said, shame, take us down the toilet. And I wasn't there. Okay. Me too. I I, I wasn't there for a Mm -hmm. long time and with self-help and the proper help and the proper support groups and the proper people and being surrounded by people that really mean as well as you and I do, forget it forget right. it it's gonna be you know the outcome i i assure anybody that that things are still gonna start getting better 
much, yes. much better. Yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I love that you, you touched on so many things in just this little interview. Oh my God. <laughs> like finding the light in the middle of the darkness and, you know, um, you know, finding that connection to being grateful and, you know, uh, realizing that you can overcome these things, but now you're also touching on um, the help, which people need. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always say, Every therapist needs a therapist. Every person needs a coach. Every coach needs a coach, like that kind of thing, because I feel like we all need support in any Mm -hmm. area, business, uh, personal, financial, whatever. We all, we need to stop being ashamed of things and understand that there are people here who truly and authentically want to help and networking and being around others that are in that, that like-mindedness of, of overcoming will help you. And so you oh, touched yes. on that too. So mm-hmm. connection and network was very, it, it sounds to me very important for you to get to where you are today. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome. Nina. And what and you're doing is powerful, by the way, with those you. women. That's thank you. powerful. Thank yeah. you. And, and I'm, I'm working as, um, as well at two different rehab centers for drug addiction and alcohol abuse. Uh, wow. I do massages. Um, we are uh, taking um, healing and recovery to a more holistic approach. Not only, you know, they receive their uh, mental health help and they get stabilized and all of this, but there is yoga, there's chiropractic care, and there is massage therapy. And many, I mean, there is an infinite amount of patients that I have massaged that they had no idea of how beneficial massage can be. And we see these people in 10, in uh, in increments of 10 minutes and in 10 minutes, a a world of a difference in their lives. And every time we come in with our tables and our stuff, they're jumping with joy and say, Oh my God, the best day of the week is Tuesday, Thursday, because you guys are here. So that is very meaningful. It fills, it fills me up with joy and, uh, and it's my pleasure to help all of them because where they are, I could have been where they are. My ex partner, Mm -hmm. rest in peace. He was there and he never, he never asked for help. Mind you, he was a sexual violence survivor himself Mm. and he Mm. never spoke about it. He never wanted to he never spoke about it. He never did anything about it. And he succumbed into drugs until yeah. the last day of his life. So yeah. I, when, when I saw that, I mean, it's like, okay, this is his world. This is mine. We collided. I got to go some other way. My route is just not going to be this. It cannot be for myself and for the ones I love. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also decision making, right? That's also decision making and boundaries and knowing what your boundaries are. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, you touched on so many beautiful things and I gotta just say that, you know, I never thought of massage therapy outside of just massage therapy. I'm like, I never thought of it as a therapeutic thing for, you know, uh, um, violent sexual violence survivors or, uh, uh, people who are surviving addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, because, I realized that being a survivor of, of sexual violence and, and, you know, domestic violence and all of that, how kind and nice would it have felt to get a hug Hmm. or to feel, to feel a touch that wasn't punching me in the face. You know what I mean? Like, so for you to be able to touch these women in a way that's safe, 
mm-hmm. and kind when they have not been touched safe or kindly, right? Yeah. Is powerful. Very because much that's so. that is yeah. a, that is that's a future thought too when they find the person of their dreams. The the person mm-hmm. who really is going to love them authentically. When Absolutely. that person touches them kindly, mm-hmm. it won't be foreign. It won't yeah. be scary. It'll be yeah. I know this feeling. This is comfort. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's so that's wonderful. So what, yeah. Yeah. And that's so wonderful what you're saying, because in this beautiful career that I have, I have, I mean, I never stop learning as a massage yeah. therapist. I, I absolutely love this career and my own career helped me. I paved the way for better things in my life, you know, and with my ex-partner and father of my kids, we have a domestic abuse relationship Mm -hmm. and it was more mental and emotional abuse than physical, but it got physical as well. And in the middle of all of this, I started with my, my massage therapy career and I didn't get massage like for the first seven years of my career. I'm going on 18 years and I never got massage. I didn't, I never got touched until, uh, Mm. yes, until I started my healing process. And Mm. one of the books that I read, Nina, um, it was a recommendation right in a piece of paper. What do you want in a partner? And I'm like, well, okay, I'll do that. 10 things. This partner didn't have a face. They didn't have a body. I didn't know. I didn't know who this person was. And the book said manifested and say it to yourself as many times as you can. I was still involved in a domestic, in a a relationship that was full with domestic abuse. And I started reading that paper with every single molecule of my soul and three months later I met my now husband three three months later I met Steve we are we've been 10 years married already and he is the epitome the definition of a gentle man is him Wow. It's amazing, Nina. Cool. And he, oh my God, it's 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 amazing. And I said, okay, this is what real partnership is. This is yeah. what real love is. This is what real compassion, yeah. support, passion, kindness. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Oh, yes. I love it. Don't you love it? I was just yes. talking to my husband about that because tomorrow we'll be twenty-three years married. Yeah, 23 years married. We've been together 26 years. And I just realized that and we, you know, we were in darker places in the beginning, but it was also because that was the beginning of my starting to understand that I was a victim. And mm-hmm. you know, and so we both went down, but we both went up together as well. So it's a mm-hmm. beautiful thing because once you start to uncover shame and you talk about it like, no, this is facts. We're not even gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and boo-hoo about what happened to me. This yeah. is exactly what happened to me. This is how it happened. And mm-hmm. I am okay with that because I I I have strength. I have forgiveness in my heart. I have gratitude. I have yes. I am blessed. I am highly favored. I'm intelligent. I'm mm-hmm. wise. And you're also resilient. You got grit. You'll kick ass. You do what you got to do. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And yeah. it just, so all of the things that, you know, like when somebody read my book, she said, how did you survive that? And how do you mm-hmm. even believe in God? I said, could you imagine me trying to survive that without God? Exactly. And she's like, Amen. oh, uh, I didn't yeah. think about that. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, makes sense. so it, it makes sense to me because that's yep. how I survived it. But Absolutely. you know what? You have been an absolute gem to have on here. I'm Thank so you. grateful to have this conversation. Thank you. Thank and you. And so if somebody wants to 
talk to you a little bit more about like what you do or maybe how they can incorporate it in their organizations or stuff like that? How do Mm -hmm. people reach you? How can they reach you? Like find your book that you're in, all of that. Give us all that stuff. Yes, my book is called Impact Leadership with Blanca E. Rodriguez. I'm available in Amazon Kindle and paperback. And I mm. have a website called the mentalhealthconcierge.net. And you can call me 772-475-0126. And my email is r.blancae at yahoo.com. Wow, look at yes. you. All right, got all this stuff ready. <laughs> Blanca, honestly, this was a, I, I love conversations like this where somebody can be completely open and transparent and vulnerable. But in all of that, you kept dropping all of these gems for people. Like there's so much in your story. Thank you so much for coming on Straight Talk and for sharing all of you with us. Thank I appreciate you. For- you having me nina oh, i'm sending you, you a huge hug back at you florida I, I just love this yeah you're thank wonderful you. thank you nina oh thank, thank you. you oh man and thank you guys for hanging out with me and blanca today i'm gonna make sure to list all of her information below it's gonna be in the show notes so that you can contact her and if you're somebody who maybe lives a, a you know outside of Florida, because I know I, I'm listening to it in a lot of countries, but if you're outside of Florida and you're a massage therapist, and maybe you're like, wow, I didn't think about helping people in that way. You know what? Maybe Blanca would be a great resource for you to reach out to and to ask, how do we do this? What do we do? You know, network with her, um, find her book, do all of that. Because as you can tell, she is truly an authentic human being, somebody that I love to have on the show. And like I said, I find the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. So make sure that you like subscribe share all that great stuff because how else are we going to reach all of you amazing human beings out there right this is nina perez this is straight talk no sugar added until next time BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.